On today's episode of the Welcome to the Neighborhood podcast, we're joined by John Lawrence, Jackie Thornburg, and Pat Wallace. Listen in as we talk about what it's like to be a school administrator. Uh, then we're going to take some time to discuss some typical Christmas debates. Uh, then at the end, we're going to end the podcast with the game of Family Feud Christmas Style. So let's go ahead, let's grab John, Jackie, and Pat, and welcome to the neighborhood. How's it going, everyone? Glad you could join us today on the Welcome to Neighborhood podcast, found the Damo Podcasting Network. This is Mike, and I'm here with... Jackie Thornburg. Pat Wallace. John Lawrence. How are we doing today? Doing Good. great. Good. Doing Thanks great. for having Very us. Yeah, yeah, glad we could find some time to do this. I know we had the Christmas walk and the Christmas concert yesterday, so it yeah, sounds it like everything day. went well. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Pretty well. It was a, it was a busy day. Yeah. I would say it makes for a busy time, but it's fun, and kids sound like they had a good time, and oh, a lot yeah. of people yeah. showed up town, there so... a lot of people awesome in the building. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Do we have a rough estimate of like how many people ended up going to the craft show at all? I have not heard. Did we keep track? Uh, I, I haven't heard, heard anything. Heard. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Aaron Asker today. I know okay. she had 30 vendors. And it was packed in there. And then I think she turned down three or four more really? just because of space. Ones. And then when I was there, I mean, it was crowded. I mean, that's so, a good problem yeah. to have. But yeah. right. yep. now we know moving forward yep. some things we can do to try and adjust and tweak that, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, all right. So, let's kind of get down to the, you know, the episode here. So, this is your first time listening. What we're going to do is... Uh, we're going to go through, do a little get to know. Uh, so I got five questions for the admin here. I'll kind of ask them, kind of get their responses and stuff on it. Um, after that, we're going to go into our topic. Um, our debate this time around is going to be kind of just the various Christmas debates. Okay, so these are probably all ones that you and your family probably had at some point in time. Um, so we'll kind of see what all of our answers are for that one. Um, and at the end, we're going to do a little family feud game round. So I went through and asked the entire high school, uh, middle school student body and all the staff, K-12, um, kind of what their thoughts were on some questions here. Uh, so we're going to use those answers kind of for, uh, you know, the admin to see how well they know everyone in the building. So <laughs> kind of excited to see how that goes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so let's kind of just jump down here to question number one. Um, obviously, before becoming administration, uh, what subject or class areas did you teach in before you got into admin? I was a social studies teacher. Okay. Is that middle school, high school, or uh, both? All high school and mostly U.S. history, economics. Okay. Right. Economics is a weird one with me and the business background is why is economics falling into social studies? Was that one that you kind of also were baffled at or you just... Well, I think because the state says you can. Okay. <laughs> the so, state yeah. always does what they want to. And do. the seniors back then always needed another semester opposite of government, so... <clears throat> Gotcha. We always did government, econ, and just flip the kids that way. Gotcha. Um, I taught seventh grade world history uh, for okay. three years. So, yep, secondary guy also, and um, then ended up being uh, elementary assistant principal and principal for a while. So, nice. Yeah, it's a good trade off to the younger ages, too. <laughs> yeah. There you go, buddy, Jagger. Well, compared to these two, my experience is all over the map. <clears throat> so, I started um, teaching in Texas for two years. I taught. Um, first grade and then second grade in Texas. Came back to Iowa, taught preschool for a year in, in the Columbus Community School District. John and I were there at the same time, which is yeah. kind of strange. Nice. Um, and then proceeded to teach first and second grade there for the next eight years. And then I completely jumped ship to high school 
um, and changed districts, and I taught high school Spanish at Wapolo for um, about the next 15 years before I became the curriculum director. So it kind of took you from that lower elementary. Like, it'd be one thing if you're, like, you know, sixth grade, kind of making that jump up to high school. Yeah. But what kind of made that transition from, like, lower elementary all the way up to sure. high school? Sure. Well, when I was teaching lower elementary, I, it was always bilingual education. So okay. everything I did in English, I did in Spanish for the, for the students. Gotcha. Um, that was in Texas, obviously. And then it, and I had that opportunity at Columbus as well because they had a high... Um, Spanish-speaking population, and so they had a bilingual program at that time. So everything I did, I did in English and Spanish. It kind of made sense. So it made sense that I would jump to, I mean, it was I was a double major in college, so okay. elementary ed and Spanish teaching. Um, and actually, it was my own father that resigned from that job, so I took his job. Oh, okay. So I knew so the history, I knew the history of the, of the position a little bit, and so, I, yeah, I don't know, just try something different, different grade Perfect. level. and. A lot, I guess a lot when you're teaching elementary language, a lot of what you're doing is maybe similar to elementary mm -hmm. teaching. So, that's true. That's yeah. true, especially when you're teaching that new language for Correct. people. It's, exactly. That, that we sense. did a lot of time and days of the week yeah. and, at the at the lower level. So I guess I never thought of that correlation, yeah. but now that you say it, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. So, um, so obviously now you're all administration. Um, what kind of made you decide to go out of the classroom and be kind of that administration, either from a principalship or moving from principal up to superintendent? Um, mine was a former principal I had called me into his office one day and told me I was, you can still be a great teacher or maybe you ought to be a principal and think about going into administration. I told him it was crazy. We <laughs> talked. I left. Three nights later, uh, we went to our, my parents' house. My dad and I were talking and he said, hey, have you ever thought about being a principal? So I thought there was something to that. So that kind of... Oh, so you got enough people saying the same thing. Yeah, and just kind of, if you, because, you know, I was around year seven or eight or so teaching or something like that, and it was yeah. make a choice kind of a deal, and I made a choice. <laughs> there we go. Um, this is going to sound weird coming from a superintendent, but I never wanted to be uh, an administrator. Um, so a little bit like John's story. So my second year of teaching, uh, my principal, um, as a middle school uh, history teacher, he put me in charge of all the after-school activities. Um, and then I was also our department chair and our PLC leader. Um, and I, was, I thought he was nuts. You know, why would he do that? And um, so I knew uh, the district I was in, like, and I, it's pretty similar everywhere. You know, you get your master's degree, you move up the pay scale. I was like, well, I want to be paid more as a teacher. And, um, you know, maybe there's something to this, this leadership thing. And I, I really enjoyed being able to lead adults. And I saw, like, kind of my sphere of influence, you know, growing and, um, you know, as a teacher, you impact the kids you directly teach, but then if you could help, you know, grow other adults and you impact the kids they also teach. And so um, I liked it, got my master's in it. And I was like, oh, maybe that'd be nice one day. Mm -hmm. um, but like I was saying earlier, I was a middle school teacher and I got asked to apply for an elementary school assistant principal position. And I was like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Those kids scare me. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> that they um, do. That they do. Yeah. And then my, my principal at the time, he's like, no. And he kind of, he's like, apply for that. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, then got that job and loved it, loved the elementary. Um, and then, uh, you know, just kind of saw the impact you can make as an administrator and the support you can give the teachers and the things you could do. And so I took that role, then grew into a principalship in a different district. And then um, really kind of crazy how it all worked out. My wife being from Oakville just found this opportunity up here and then landed up here. And I think, you know, what, what made me do it was... Uh, you know, the idea that when you have these roles, you can help everybody in the system. So um, to me, that's why I do it. Gotcha. So, yep. 
Um, I guess I was kind of a latecomer to admin, if you will, because I'd been in education for a long time, but I haven't, I guess I kind of, it's my home life too, mm-hmm. because I'm married to an administrator yeah. and he's been an administrator a long time, a, lo- a lot longer than I have. So he, um, he's on year, I don't know, like 24, 25 now as a principal. Jeez. And so, um, <clears throat> I guess watching him go through the program and we would, you know, we talk education at home all the time. So it seemed natural. Um, I was in leadership roles, kind of like what Pat said in in my teaching role. I was, you know, grade level at the elementary level. I was grade level team lead for a while. Um, at the secondary level, I was. Um, we had mentor teachers for a while. I did some of that, and then I did. Um, then I became an instructional coach. Then I became a curriculum director, and it was just kind of the next natural progression. Natural right? progression, correct. And it's kind of also like Pat. You know, when you're talking about, I, I had my master's in elementary, um, and I guess I've always joked that every every seven-ish years, I, I get itchy for more education. How's that? <laughs> so I went back again for another, another master's, and that was, leadership just seemed to make sense based off of what I was doing in my district, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, sounds like you guys, you know, all kind of had, like, you know, some things that kind of helped push you down or kind of into that role, so... What are some things that you'd say has kind of been rewarding since you've made that transition up? Because, you know, I mean, you're not in the classroom every day like you used to, impacting kids, you know, seeing the you know, rewards that way. But now you have other things that you're kind of influencing on. So what is, would you say has kind of been the most rewarding moment um, as an administration? I don't know if it's rewarding, but it's part of my favorite. I guess one of my favorite things of, of administration is, is being able to impact a lot more people than what you're impacting in your classroom and I think that's kind of what both of these guys said a little bit um you know I I when lots of people think it's weird that you don't mind talking in front of people that's one of my favorite parts is the PD (laughs) portion right and and delivering PD and and guiding in guiding instructional learning I guess is probably one of my favorite parts and and seeing how that um impacts a class an individual classroom and then ultimately students because that's that's the goal, right? We want we want teachers learning, everyone learning. We want all staff learning so that the students learn more. So you're still so kind of in that teaching role. It's just instead of teaching the students, you're teaching the teachers, which then kind of impacts the students. Right. So it's, it's just a different, yeah. It's just a different level different of, level of teaching. impact, yeah. if you will. Gotcha. I, I would say I would say for me, you know, I don't know, it might sound a little cheesy, but I really mean it. Like the most rewarding part for me is like almost like living vicariously through other people's success and just mm-hmm. hoping in some way you shape the system or, or help them have that opportunity. Cause you're right. Like we aren't in the classroom every day. And I, and I would say, and we talk, we meet weekly and, and say, it, you know, the most important work happens in the classroom. Like our job is to enable that to happen. So to me, like, you know, when you started this podcasting class, like that was a big rewarding thing for me. I'm like, man, he felt comfortable to kind of start something new and felt safe to do so. And like, you know, um, it's really exciting to see kind of what you're doing with this, you know, or, you know, teachers come running up here and, and talk about like their kids achieving something on the evaluate score with my kids being here too, you know, like the, it's so rewarding to me to hear, you know, Aspen Bennett come home and talk about how much they love school and they love their teachers, you know, so that to me is always the most rewarding kind of part of the job for me is to see other people being successful and that translate down to the kids too. And um, so that's kind of mine. Gotcha. I'd go the same way. I think I'd look a little different of the kids that struggle, and you can kind of be a support and a voice and help them through things, and they may not come out and exactly say, hey, thanks, but mm-hmm. there's that look in the hall or there's something along that line that, or you get a phone call from a parent and say, hey, thanks. And 
I think that goes unnoticed a lot in our jobs of the behind the scene things that um, administrators do to help kids that we're not always just pounding on them or we're trying to find the uh, bad. I don't think any of us show up each day going, oh, we're going to go find that kid and we're going to hammer him. No. Um, I think it's completely opposite with the three of us that we're trying to find ways to help and mm -hmm. to help the teachers be more successful. And then I think, you know, just personally, um, like a highlight, because I think when I read through the notes, like a personal highlight student I had way back in the day in Wilton, Andy Tigret. He won the FFA National Award as the star business student. Nice. And when he, when a kid asks you, I want you on stage with me, mm -hmm. when I receive that award, then that kind of validates some of the things that you know what you did with the kid and all that kind of stuff. And But we're not in it for that, but it's just nice when... The kids recognize it. The kids are like going, that. I want you to be a part of this special day in my life and so that kind of goes okay i'll keep doing this and right. it makes some sense there you go i think one thing too that i would add is you know we we watch kids as a teacher you watch kids grow a ton and, mm -hmm. you know as a, as a secondary teacher you have them for more than one year mm -hmm. you know you have them for multiple years in a small district like ours you know in the elementary we watch them grow and and progress but we have we have the advantage of watching staff grow yeah. you know not everybody gets that we see a, a first year teacher come in and then watch what they're doing three and four and five years later and see, see the the growth mm -hmm. of that person mm -hmm. and that's that's rewarding too yeah it's kind of cool to see that so um let's kind of move down to the fourth question here uh, obviously <laughs> we're, we're getting down into it's snow season right it's the weather's <laughs> getting kind of iffy and stuff like that and i know at least anytime that there's like a vision of a snowflake out in the, the sky <laughs> kids are coming into the classroom yelling who are getting out early um and i always just steer into it so, yeah we're getting out at this point in time or i think this is going to happen or you better make sure to take your stuff home because you know we might have school tomorrow <laughs> what actually is the procedure if we're going to have a snow day have a two-hour delay what's kind of that process that you go through whether I want to get out of bed or not. That's the single biggest reason I never wanted to be a superintendent because I never wanted to call you a student. You didn't want to make that call. Because you're never right. Always wrong. You're always wrong. Honestly, it, so John March and I get up. Um, I check the weather daily. Like, and that's one thing, too, to your point about this role is, man, I. I watch weather way more than I ever used to. Um, and fog, that got me. St. Louis did not have a lot of fog. I've never heard of a fog delay ever. And so last year, John called me one day because um, I didn't get up early because it was like September or something. I don't know. And he's like, hey, I think we need to call school. And I thought he was messing with me because I was new. And he was like, for fog? I was like, oh, ha, ha, good one, man. I'm going back to bed. And like he's like, no, seriously, go outside and look. And the test is how many poles, you know, how electric poles you can see. And if you can't see past two of them, it's probably thick fog and you need delay. So um we basically we just talk so like now if i know snow's coming or it might be foggy or whatever we get up at you know quarter to five five o'clock and get out, i make a coffee get in the truck and start driving and he gets on the phone with me and we kind of talk and um you know just kind of see what we think uh you know and so it was really between john march and i and then okay. um i'm in contact with all the des moines county superintendents so then our kind of pact is you know to try and do things in pairs or so that way you're not kind of the lone wolf out there although if it's really unsafe we would be but yeah um talk to them i talked to new london um and mount pleasant too um although it seems like you know they kind of have their chat group talking about it and Des Moines kind of kind of has ours so we all try and communicate so okay. just lots of communication and judgments on 
safety. You know, and for us, it's like if it's even questionable, we'll call it. Yeah, you know, we have tons of hours in our schedule, so it's not worth the risk. So I always remember just being younger when you hear of other schools when I first started teaching. You're like, okay, this school's canceling. Okay, they did. There's probably a good chance we're going to. Yeah. So it sounds like you're communicating with other schools yeah. in the area. The, the only one that's kind of random is West Burlington because they don't bus yeah. nearly what everybody else does. I think they have maybe one route or two, and everybody's so close to school. So they might go when we don't. But usually Meepo and us are very similar. and stuff. Yeah, Burlington so. as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah. um, you want to know if there's going to be a snow day or not, just <laughs> – Keep Pat up really late so he wants to sleep in. And that's, that's, right. the, that's the process. So take that energy drink away from him. Yeah. You're set. So, uh, so let's get down to the last question here. Uh, since we are kind of getting into the Christmas season, uh, are there any kind of Christmas traditions that you and your families have that you, you look forward to every year? Or? Um, I don't know if it's other traditions of – it's all switched now that all our kids are grown and the grandkids that Christmas was always at Art, Judy, and I, at our house. Um, both sides of the family tended to be um, one Christmas Eve, one Christmas Day. And so, but now it's, we get to go there and my kids take turns hosting, but typical traditions of who opens presents and all of that mm. have stayed. Okay. I would say for us, like, uh, uh, going to see, like, lights, you know, so, like, we'll make hot chocolate, put the kids, they have, like, little, you know, Yeti cups or whatever, we'll all have a hot chocolate, get in the truck, and go drive through, like, the uh, Old Thresher's Light Show, and yeah. that's the only one I've, I've been to up here, I gotta start expanding, but we would like to, you know, kind of go all over, and then, like, compare, oh, I like this light show better than this light show, and the kids get a big kick out of it, and um, have Christmas music playing, and do that kind of stuff, it's a lot of fun, and, yeah. yes. so, that's kind of ours. There you go. Yeah. Um, growing up, our tradition was we always went to Colorado. My mom was born and raised in Colorado, and the entire nice. family still lived there. So that was a tradition for a very long time until my grandparents passed away. And that was that even for my own children, we always went to Colorado. So um, that we don't necessarily do that as much anymore now mm-hmm. that they're playing high school sports and, and or can't miss practices. So that has kind of gone away. But as far as like traditions, um, card playing, we do a lot of card playing. We play something called Razzle Dazzle as okay. a family. Uh, it's, kind of like pitch okay um and then um christmas morning pecan rolls or pecan rolls depending on who you're talking to (laughs) and um i would say probably christmas eve tradition is the entire family sits down and watches christmas vacation there you go there you go great movie there um are there any like food type things like you look forward to that um you know like for me for example my mom's side we always make these meatballs that I mean, you can make them any other time of the year, but it's just, it's always, it's its Christmas time, it's Thanksgiving time. Is there any food type things you can think of that? Yeah, we just, that was my great grand, that was my great grandmother. My okay. great grandmother always made, she called them pecan. That's why I said that. Yeah. Um, she always made pecan rolls every year for Christmas morning. Okay. And so that was a huge tradition with her. Nice. I'd say that we kind of have two. So biscuits and gravy, Christmas morning, Val makes them and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look for that. And then I fell into a tradition with her family. I've never heard of them until getting to know her and, and getting married. But handballs. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Balls, yeah. 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 Christmas Day handballs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, we would, um, on my father-in-law's side, um, chicken and noodles mm-hmm. are at every Christmas gathering. Aunt Lillian's were the best. 
And then my mother-in-law's Christmas cookies, my mom's Christmas cookies, decorating those. Um, I think Judy's the closest to mimicking the Christmas recipe, the dough. Um, But so the kids are always, can you try to make grandma's Christmas cookies this year? So it's always the cookies and the decorating of the cookies, that kind of thing. I would say that's a tradition, right? Yeah. Lots yeah. of different candies and things yeah. that you don't have the yeah. rest of the year, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even speaking of those, it's like on the elementary side, is the teachers probably get a lot of those type of things, like cookies and stuff. I mean, I'm not complaining, but high school, we don't we don't get that on this <laughs> side of the building. Um, you know, are there any ones that you kind of look at and go, like, if you see them, like, in the – in the teacher's lounge, like, right, I'm going to make sure I steal, like, this one. Like, for me, it's those Buckeye ones are always, uh, oh, yeah. if I see those, that's the first thing I'm going to take is, mm. is one of those. Or any other, like, type of cookies, like, if you see their Christmas me, ones, you're going to take. like, the little peanut butter base with uh, Hershey's Kiss oh, on yeah. the top. Yeah. Oh, the peanut butter blossoms yeah. or whatever. Yes, yeah, that's one of my okay. half-twos. Now, we got into a debate in one of my classes the other day is how do you actually eat one of those? Like, do you eat, like, the cookie around the Hershey Kiss? Or oh, kind of like no. a tenderloin, like, eat around the bun? <laughs> yeah. And then you I, eat go, it I try or... to go halfway through, okay. two bites. Halfway through uh-huh. the chocolate and okay. the cookie, and then, you know. Okay. You know. For me, it's just regular oatmeal raisin. That's my favorite cookie, and, yeah. Okay. We're, for Christmas, it's sugar cookies, usually. Sugar cookies. Yeah, although I, there is a teacher that makes, Carrie Holstein makes some darn good Oreo balls and oh, mint, are, mint Oreo balls, Oreo balls that are, are pretty fantastic. that are pretty hard to, pretty hard to resist. You can't go wrong with those. <laughs> so. Mrs. Hebner does, too. She yeah, makes those kick, as well. Yeah. 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 Nice. So, all right, so let's kind of, that wraps up kind of our five questions here. So let's kind of get down to our, our topic debate here. Uh, so what I did is I went through and kind of found eight different uh, topics, if you will, uh, just to kind of, you know, these are different debates that you might have during the Christmas season. Uh, you know, these are things that maybe, you know, when you're younger, you might have had, you kind of continued on that tradition with them uh, throughout. So we'll just kind of go through here and kind of see what we come up with. Uh, so the first one uh, for Christmas trees, um, are you going a real tree or a fake tree? Okay. Growing up, always real. Okay. As an adult, fake. <laughs> I, well, it's, I can guess probably with the fake ones a little easier. For sure. And okay. I think what changes for me is I like to decorate way earlier than people is probably considered appropriate to do so. Okay. So you can't keep a fake tree that long. So that's, or True, excuse yeah. me, a real tree that long. So that's the probably why I went fake. Is Correct. Just the and exactly. throwing it out of the house. Exactly. And needles till July. So, <laughs> so I assume We're you're fake. also going fake yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, growing up, we had a real tree when I was real little, and our dog peed all over the living room. I remember my mom making a huge fit about it, and then like from that point forward, it was fake all the way. And then meeting Val, it's fake, and for the same reason as you, she decorates around Halloween yeah. for Ooh. Christmas. So like, yeah, real tree mm-hmm. wouldn't last long, and yeah, definitely fake. Yeah. Uh, see, for mine, it's it's fake, but it's the same thing. I think growing up, it's we always remember going. To, you know, I think it was a family event. That was. I was talking with someone. They were even asking, like, where do you even go to get a real tree nowadays? And I'm like, yeah, I, outside of like Walmart or you know, Walmart or Menards, I, I actually go cut no one idea. Down. Actually, yeah, physically cut one down. Yeah. Um, and that was part of the fun. But once again, you look at Christmas vacation where yeah. right, that family <laughs> trip, and then yeah. thankfully I don't remember a time where we get to the tree and realize, oh crap, we don't have the saw. What do we do? <laughs> thing. So all right, so fake trees for everyone. Yeah. Uh, next one um, on the Christmas tree itself, white lights. Are colorful lights. We have always varied year to year. Some years it's been a red tree, a white tree, a multicolored tree. Okay. It's a little mixture. Um, 
So this year we bought a new fake tree that has the button and there's nine different settings. Oh, so you can, <laughs> so you it can just do them all. depends on what I do. I want them flashing? Do I want them to go white to color? Wow. Yeah. So there's nine different settings. But for me, I would always like them multicolored. Okay. So multi. I was going to say, so this is going to sound ridiculous, but my wife just, and it's great, but she loves Christmas decorations. So um, she has a stylus tree, which is just white, white lights, and it's very designy and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Then we have the playroom tree, which is for the kids, and that's full of color. So okay. um, <laughs> I live in both worlds, I guess. Uh, my preference growing up, it was always colorful lights. I like okay. the colorful lights, you know, like, so I'm, I'm going multicolor. Yep. Yep. I don't know what this says about me because I grew up with colorful lights. I grew up with real trees. And now as an adult, I have a fake <laughs> tree switching. with white lights. So I'm not really sure <laughs> what that says about me. But now yeah. my parents still have colorful, the mm-hmm. big old fashioned, oh, big, big bulbs. Bulbs. Yeah. 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 But no, as far as our house goes, white lights, the little white ones. White lights on a tree. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. what I've got. I've got like a, my fake tree's got like fake snow on it um, with the white okay. lights. Like around the Christmas tree, it's white lights. Um, outside of the house, though, is it still white lights, or are we now getting into multicolored lights if you're putting lights outside? Multicolored. Yeah, yeah it tends to be multicolored, but I'm not sure I'm a fan of the funky LED colors oh. and the different of, you know, I'm too old. Ours are white outside. White's outside. Mm-hmm. But our neighbors are all sorts of mm-hmm. colors, so we just, okay. went, we just went the easy route. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> now, Pat, with you living kind of in the middle of the country, uh-huh. do you still put up lights? Or is it kind of a... Because I've asked students this, and they're like, we live in the country, there's no need for us to put lights because no one's going to see it. This is so bad. We, we haven't since we moved up here. Yeah, because no. um, yeah, for that exact reason, we don't live around anybody. And so, um, you know, we talked about it, like, oh, we should do that. And I was like, well, when are we going to see it? You know? Yeah. So, no, we haven't, but we probably should. Gotcha, gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go down to the third one here. Um, holiday sweaters, yes or no? So obviously, you know, if you see me around, I kind of like to do my holiday T-shirts with the sweater stuff. So I am a definite fan of the holiday sweaters. But what's what is everyone else's thoughts on this? No, no. <laughs> I can get behind the T-shirts and the fun, like different movie T-shirts, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. The ugly sweater thing, not a fan. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Well, I, it sounds like I'm going to lose the debate, but I say yes for the ugly sweater day. I'm really looking yeah. forward to the ugly sweater day. Um, I think they're funny. Maybe, I don't know if you're asking like a one-shot kind of thing or like a, as a style, you know. I think I just know. in general but, themselves, like would you do, I'm just like, saying me it? personally. Like I yeah. think it's great. I love oh, yeah. that we have yeah, a contest yeah. and I think it's hilarious and people yeah, are really Like for bad. you, would you like put me one on Me personally, I can't find one that like. I as like. a choice on like a Tuesday or something. <laughs> right, no. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Probably not, but I like <laughs> the days. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I think it's this Friday we're doing the staff yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. All right, I got to bust out my one from Goodwill. That's a couple sizes too small. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize last year kids said it's you're wearing a crop top. I'm like, well, I guess it's it's adult media. Hey, you're in style, man. You're in yeah. style. <laughs> so I just got to make sure I have an undershirt on for it and we're good. So mm. uh, next question, Christmas stockings. Are they decoration only or is it for gifts and presents as well? I have yes. both in my house. Okay. But I love to decorate. That's mm-hmm. kind of my, it's it's almost, it's a hobby, if you will. So I do have those that are just decoration, but okay. then we lay them out for Christmas Eve and like the actual stockings of everyone. Okay. And so Christmas Eve, they're out and we do have 
Santa be- fills the stockings um, for everybody, all five of us. No, all six of us counting the dog. So. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we would, stockings are for stuffing, so okay. not just for decoration. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. So, and really, like, for us, it's a lot of, like, candy and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. that's where all the candy goes. No apples, no that. bananas, nothing just a little yeah. healthy no, in no. a stocking. Kind that's where the other way around the ticket teeth. goes yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. So, all right, next one. Uh, when opening gifts, uh, is it everyone just mass chaos? Everyone's opening up? Or is it kind of, all right, one kid at a time, <laughs> right? You go first, you go second, so on and so forth. So we've fallen into the German tradition of the German pickle. Yep. So whoever can find the pickle first in the tree, mm. then they can choose to open mm. first or pick somebody. So we have a chair in front of the tree. It's individual. So if I went first, I would open my present. Then I get to go pick one. Can't pick your own. Give it to that person. They come up, and then that starts the process. So it's all one on one person at a time. Everybody watches. Yep. As a kid, I wanted it to be everybody at once because I didn't want to wait. I wanted all the presents. Now, as an adult, I'm I, I'm probably one of the few in my family that's pretty a stickler on like one at a time because like, I just want to see them see. open it and like watch that all happen. And um, so we do we do one at a time. Yeah, we do as well. I think when my kids were little, it was more just free for all. Okay. But as they've gotten older, they understand a little bit more of the the meaning, and so. It's pretty much. Yeah, I think the older time. you get, yeah. it slows down. I was mm-hmm. the youngest of six, and <laughs> it was bedlam. It was just find your group, find your present, mm-hmm. and now we even gift wrap by kids, so everybody has the. I know if it's that, those are mine. Oh, They're all the so same. Each kids got yet. their own. There you go. Yeah. Set up so there. everybody in the family has their own paper. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Christmas morning lasts a lot longer now as the kids are older, though. I will say that. Yeah, you know, yeah. when they're little, it's over and. Right, 20 minutes. Yep, true. <laughs> yep. Uh, next one. Uh, so, Jackie, it sounds like I know the answer to this one for you already, but when does the Christmas season start? <laughs> like, is it uh, right after Halloween? Did it end? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> does it just continue on so around? You, <laughs> yeah, sort of. So, yes, mine starts early. I would say um, it used to be my tradition that way back when, when Roger was still teaching, that he would always go to the state football playoffs hmm. and to go watch. And so then when he was gone for that weekend, I would decorate the house. So, gotcha. yes, like right, basically end of October um, or right after Halloween, if you will. And then, or you know, very, very early November. And then, yes, you have later, when does it, when do you take down your Christmas stuff? Yeah, well, I'm we'll almost get to embarrassed that to answer we'll get that, that question. Here in a second. March? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, for us, Val, it sounds like a lot like Jackie. Like, so I used to give her, you know, um, some trouble for it stuff. But then when it's all up, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cozy. I really like yeah. it. Yeah, but it's definitely after Halloween. Some years she beats Halloween. And then, really? Um, oh, yeah. Now, it's a little different, though, because, like, January 1st strikes, and it's gone. You know, so it comes okay. down immediately. So, like, we're, like, three months ahead, but then it's done. So Gotcha. But, yeah. I'm typically Thanksgiving and... Everything has to be put away and gone before we come back to school. That's, gotcha. Yeah. So that's yeah. Short lived. So days. my theory is this. This is my theory. I hate winter, and I don't even like that word. I don't use that word very often. But <laughs> I'm not I a fan. I hate cold. I don't like to be cold. January and February are just cold and nasty and. The question why we and live Christmas in Iowa. makes me happy. <laughs> it's true. So there therefore, go. I leave yep. it up. 
through until the the weather starts to look a little encouraging. How's well, there that? you go. <laughs> there you go. There it, you has, go. it has more to do with weather and cold than it has <laughs> to do with anything else. I know for me, I'm an after Thanksgiving person. Um, it's just for me, it's always hard when you go to like to the store and you see it's we're in September. You know, school supplies stuff disappears. And all of a sudden, you see like the Christmas stuff pop up, and I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're missing holidays here. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm kind of the same with taking them down. It's once New Year's kind of hits. You know, do I want to leave it up for New Year's or not, or take it down? Normally, it's if I was playing on January first, I'll watch that game and then uh, take them down. So. Um, so I think that kind of answers our, our eighth question. So, um, so that just means like the question will be. We'll just end with this one: um, Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. Yes. yes. <laughs> it happens. It's Christmas. I'm in the middle. Yeah. You're in the I, middle? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm indifferent. It's a. It's a good movie. How's that? I don't it's know. A good one. I, I don't. I can watch it anytime. How's that? Okay. So, John, why why no. is it not a Christmas movie? I guess I. I'm more old school for Christmas movies. It's got to be okay. Miracle on 34th Street, the original version okay. that I put on your survey. Um, White Christmas, those kind of things, even, you know, Christmas story. I'm okay with Home Alone because just the kids grew up with it, but... And that's going to be my question is... When I went, I never... I thought we were going to a movie. I never associated that, and then over time that... I went to that movie and it would be someday classified as a Christmas mm-hmm. movie because I don't think it was when it came out, but I might be. But no. it's evolved into. There's a cult following of yes, people that so, have made it a Christmas movie. So yeah. I'm now, on the record saying I don't like cults, <laughs> so um, it's not. So you're not an Amos cult fan, all right? Uh, so you brought up Home Alone, and that's kind of always when people I'd have this debate with people. They're like, well, Home Alone's a Christmas movie. I'm like, okay, what makes Home Alone a Christmas movie? It's just because of the setting. The setting because it takes place during Christmas. Yeah. Okay. um, A Christmas person. The main character is fighting bad guys. (laughs) Right? He's fighting. He's defending his house. He's defending his house. Yeah, he's defending his house. He's defending his house. Uh, He's trying to get with the people he loves on Christmas Day. It's That's a very violent Christmas spirit. <laughs> They're movie. both violent movies. Yes. I mean, I don't know how Harry and Marv like survive that. Well, <laughs> and how a little kid can inflict so much pain on people. Well, then that gets to know, you know, a previous podcast. <laughs> we're talking about some theories of Home Alone, and you know, you think yeah. of like, what did the dad actually do for a living? No kidding. I'm like, I think he was in the mob. Or he's like a crime lord or something like that. That's how Kevin knows how to do all that stuff. So it makes sense why he knows. Um, so to me, Die Hard is a Christmas movie if Home Alone's a Christmas movie. Okay. They all take place on Christmas Day. John McClane should have used an iron. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he runs out of, you know, the ammo, just throw yeah, an iron. We're good to go. So, um, he's got reasons, John. Exactly. He tried. There you go. So... All right, so that kind of gets our, our debate. Like we said, is these are all ones that you know at some point in time you probably had these debates at home with your friends and stuff. So um, hopefully, you know, we've swayed you one way or another uh, to kind of go with that. So uh, so let's kind of jump down into our game round. Okay, so everyone has kind of decided they're going to answer the questions on their own, um, and we're going to kind of determine, you know, how each person did, who did the best, so and so forth. Uh, so as they're kind of getting their papers and stuff out, uh, what we did is I asked five questions. Uh, to the student body um, and the teachers here, and I've got kind of the top responses for each one. So we had 169 uh, people respond to our survey, which I think is a pretty good number there. 
Um, so we're just going to kind of you know go through and see if they can guess the top whatever for each one. So uh, everyone got their pen and paper ready and oh, yeah. ready. Yeah. ready to go here. So all right. So the first one we're going to start with is popular Christmas movies. Are you Steve Harvey or Richard Dawson? I'm Steve Harvey. Okay. Ah, he was the original guy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, name a popular Christmas movie. So, what were the top five? Um, in order? Or just top five? Let's just go top five. We won't worry about the okay. order. Uh, maybe put a star next to one you think was the number one answer. Based off of high school. And so, you're looking at junior high and high school students. Uh, I didn't determine or I didn't ask who filled it out, so I don't know if it was predominantly whatever. Uh, but it was junior high, high school students, and the entire K-12 staff. Uh, does everyone think they got theirs? I got five. You can't Google the answers. I'm not Googling the answers. He's looking at your email with all the survey results. No, he he blocked access. I tried. Yeah, you can't get to this. (laughs) (laughs) Say my first rodeo. So, all right, everyone good? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, so kind of everyone's got some time here to go through their answers here. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of list off the top five. Um, reverse mm-hmm. order. What we'll kind of have you just do is just have putting a number of points next to the number okay. uh, that you got there, and we'll kind of get a total. So coming in at number five was a Christmas story. Yes. With twelve. So I put twelve. Points. Yep. So you just put twelve next to it. Uh, oh, twelve. Coming in at number four uh, with twenty-two points was Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number three with twenty-three points was The Grinch. Oh, oh I okay. And I didn't, you know, should thought about that. I didn't go through and kind of try to determine. Okay, what's the cartoon or the Jim Carrey yeah, one? Just, we just said the Grinch, the Grinch genre, the Grinch genre. genre. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming in at number two with thirty-four points was Home Alone. Yeah. That was okay. thirty-two. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Uh, and the number one answer uh, with forty-two points was Elf. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like most of them we got the. Had, we all three had the top. Four. We didn't Four. have Grinch. Did you have Grinch? No. I didn't have Grinch. I didn't have Grinch. What was, the, what was the fifth movie that we had then? I put the Santa Claus with Tim Santa Claus. Oh, that's nice. what I had, oh, too. That's a good one. Yeah. I put Miracle yeah. on Third Force. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how many adults would maybe answer that one. Yeah. I thought kids, younger, maybe that. Santa Claus. I know. The I original version, though. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Okay. All right. So everyone got four of them. Yep. So okay. we're good there. So, all right. so it's a tie. So it's a tie so far. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Next one. Uh, top five answers. Uh, what is the best shape for a Christmas cookie? So if you're going to make Christmas cookies, what's kind of the shape that you're going to punch out uh, for the top, like I said, top five? So we'll give you a minute to kind of come up with that. Okay, so now everyone got some time to kind of come up with their shape answers here. So same thing. I'll go through a list off based off of the, the results here. So coming in at number five with 11 points was Snowman. Oh, Just yeah. crossed it there off There we go. List. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, coming in at number four with 12 points was a star. Yeah, there we go. Uh, coming in at number three with 13 points was the gingerbread. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Three for three. Uh, coming in at number two with 22 points was the circle. Yeah. What? Oh, I wrote ornament. Does that count? What? No, yeah. I had ornament no. was separate. That's Damn. right. Isn't just the original, man. Just, just a, a circle cookie. Circle yeah. cookie. Yeah. That is a what? shame. That is, that is not Christmas. <laughs> it's yeah, what it 22 is. people said in the survey. Well, I, I we think those 22 to, people right. had a fine <laughs> idea. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Uh, the last sweet. one was 76 points. By and far, the leader was a tree. Yes! Yay. Five for no five. No star, no stocking, no candy cane, no present. Uh, candy cane. They had star. Star, yeah, was, star 12. was 12. Star was 12 yep. points. Man. Uh, candy cane just came in at number six. 
Huh. Uh, Snowflake had four people. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, one person said the Among Us characters. <laughs> like shaped like the Among Us. There's no stalking? Uh, Bell. No Bell. Bell had one person. Bell. The people have me. spoken. It might have been me. I might have rebelled on there. Because I think my mom okay. had it. Gingerbread, I didn't even think of that. No. Yep. Oh. That's <laughs> firmly in the lead now. <laughs> yes. I'd say. All right, next one. Okay. Uh, we're going only top three this time. Okay. Uh, what's one gift kids do not want to receive on Christmas? Uh, at least when I had students in my classroom, we thought of more like elementary-ish type age. Like, okay. What are some things that little kids uh, would not want to receive on Christmas? So I would ask, because like on the family feud, is any article of any type of clothing right. clothes? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. Or could, is every is article of clothing separate? That's exactly what I was going to ask. How yeah. they kind of, how it seemed to separate is, I kind of combined two articles together that to me would seem to go together. A okay, lot. I got you. And okay. then there was just the general just Got it. This, okay. That's how I kind of categorized it. Got it. All right, so everyone's got a chance to kind of go through their answers here. So like I said, we're looking at top three. Uh, so coming at number three with 25 points uh, was just clothes in general. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. So we didn't really specify is this like shirt, shorts, right. jeans, whatever. Um, so clothes at 25. Uh, the second one, which this is the one that kind of surprised me a little bit, uh, at 47 points was coal. Yes. Oh. I thought about it, and I thought that would be, like, really. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it was, the, you know, it. once again, we think back to kids. Oh, yeah. man. Um, yeah. I don't you know, they're going to think, so okay, I don't want to be <laughs> naughty for Christmas because right. Santa's going to leave me cold. Yeah, so. cool. That makes sense. So that one, kind of now what I thought about, all right, makes sense. Yep. Um, and the top answer uh, with 63 was socks slash underwear. Yep. Got that one. Yeah, we kind of put those together because to me, I always think of I'm getting one, I'm definitely getting the other. Yeah. Um, you know, and the thing is, is nowadays, as we think of as adults, it's like, uh, okay, like I actually need that. It, that works out. Clothes, I'll take that. <laughs> um, and there was a drop off after that. You know, we had books, food, toothpaste, our toothbrushes. Toothbrush. A couple people said yeah. avocados. <laughs> um, which more than huh. one person saying that, I thought that was kind of interesting. That is. I so, put fruit. That was my other one. Yeah. There you go. Kids want fruit. I put a donation to charity in the kid's name. Oh. There you go. Here, here's a Meaningful, card. but Meaningful. Yeah, the kids maybe don't want <laughs> I don't get There you go. All right. Uh, yeah. Next one. Uh, this is top four. top four. Uh, top four. What's a job that would require you to work on Christmas Day? So kind of what are the top four jobs that would require you uh, to work on Christmas Day. So we're looking for top four. Um, and these, I kind of clumped certain ones together. All right, everyone's got a chance to kind of jot those down here. So like I said, we're looking for top four jobs. Uh, coming in at number four uh, with a whopping six points uh, was an elf. Oh my I thought about doing that. I thought that. about it. Did you? Oh. <laughs> well, hold on here. Oh, look at that. Because oh. coming in at third with seven points was Santa. Oh, I should have done. Don't look at me. Look at your look at your well, students and your your I faculty. I should have thought because you know if you believe in him, you'd know he was working. There yep. you go. Uh, coming in at number two uh, with sixteen points was policeman. Yep. 
Uh, and then the number one answer by far with 82 points was anyone in the healthcare field. So this would be doctors, nurses, EMT. EMT. Yeah, that's why I was kind of like, those all kind of to me clumped together. Uh, so I just kind of way to um, put those. I had so. firefighters and I put gas station oh, I didn't think workers. Yeah. I had pilot and airline. I put uh-huh. airport, cab or an Uber, and food service. I was, a yeah. lot of those were, yeah, it was, it's kind of one of those. Obviously not enough to help me, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> you would have gotten like four points. Yeah. Yeah. Which still, yeah, I just, yeah, that one was definitely top heavy on that one. Oh, mm-hmm. so. that's interesting. That's yeah. funny. That is Elf funny. and Santa. Well, yeah. That's, that's good that. spirit amongst our kids. There you go. All right, last one. This one we're going top six. Uh-oh. Ooh. Top six. Okay. Uh, what's something that Santa might brag about? Brag about? Brag so, about. like, if Santa was, like, meeting up with, like, the Tooth Fairy and, you know, the Easter Bunny and all this stuff and... You know, they get together and kind of talking about their jobs. Like, what's something Santa might brag about? All right, we good? No, Jackie just... Oh, she peaked and now she's changing. No, I didn't peak. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Good? Yep. All right, now everyone's kind of got a chance to kind of go through the answers here. Uh, So like we said, top six answers of something that Santa might brag about. Um, Coming in at number nine... Uh, was the amount of, or coming in at number six with nine points, nine sorry, points. I, I misspoke, Right. Uh, would be the days off. He only works one day a year. Yep. Oh. That, was, that was my number one answer. So really? that's, that's nine points. Okay. Yeah, nine. Tooth Fairy, there was, hey, everybody else has to work every single day right. of the year. Yep. Mm. He gets one night. Yep. Uh, yeah. Coming in at number five with ten points is Mrs. Claus. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> brag about her. <laughs> I'm guessing no one had that one. No, no, no. no. Uh, coming at number four with 15 points uh, was the elves. Yeah, okay. So he's got his his working crew there. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at third with 18 points is being able to fly around the world and deliver presents all in one night. Speedy delivery. So travel. speedy delivery. Yep, uh-huh. speedy delivery. How many points was that? Agenda. That's 18. Tra- there you go. Yeah, yeah that counts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's 18 points. Uh, coming in at number two with 21 points is his reindeer, oh, or his How ability to fly, 21. 21. So I put okay. cool ride is sleigh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That works. All right, the number one with 31 points was the amount of cookies he gets to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the perks. The <laughs> perks of the job there. Yep. So How many was that? 31. 31 there, so... Um, so another one that kind of popped up on the list that I was surprised multiple people said is legally able to break and enter into houses. <laughs> <laughs> is, but it's like the Tooth Fairy kind of does the same thing. Yeah. You know, they all do yeah, that. No, but I just yeah. thought it was funny that you know, we had a couple people uh, go through and say that. Hmm. So um, if you want to kind of, you know, it sounds like when we kind of look back, I uh, do the math there. I lost um, out on the question four. I only... I, I didn't do too great there either. One point there. Were you just doing out of like the total, or you actually lost the count? The uh, it's up to you. I mean, however you want to figure out. Looks like Jackie's adding them all up. Oh, she used to see if she won or not. <laughs> all right, let's see. I'm a smidge competitive. No, you're good. <laughs> so, um, so we'll just go through as they are kind of you know tabulating that up. Um, just kind of this will be the last episode of you know the Welcome Neighborhood podcast until we get into the 2024 year. Uh, we kind of look at you know what's going to be kind of put on the docket for next year. Uh, we're going to get the basketball. Uh, the boys' coaches are going to kind of jump on with us um, and try and get some more different elementary um, teachers to kind of join in uh, with us. Uh, some other podcasts kind of be interesting to look into are the 
uh, the Bear Claw podcast, which is kind of a new one that I'm doing, uh, where we go through and interview students. Uh, so right now we're starting with the podcasting class. Uh, but if you're a high school student that kind of wants to jump on and do that podcast, uh, just kind of reach out to me and let me know, and we'll definitely get you on board there. And um, like I said, the kind of the hope with that is just to let seniors have a chance just to kind of share their story a little bit and kind of let people know what's going on. So, Jackie, looks like you've got a grand total <laughs> Oh, that's already. my back. My page is a mess. Uh, 532. 532 Man. for Jackie. I had 497. 497. I fell I off at the end. How much were EMTs? Yeah, uh, EMT for that one was uh, 82. 82. So Jackie took the lead there. Because at the yeah. beginning, you felt confident with the cookie one. Right. I the felt cookie ones, I did poor on that one. But I got cookie one, but then, yeah. Came back with Cole for 47 <sighs> points. That yeah. Out. That did it. That did it. That was right there. John, you think you got over 500? Uh, no. I <laughs> got 8, 12, 322. 322. So. I don't know that I kept all my points, but I screwed up on the cookies. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, Jackie, you're the winner. Woohoo! Um, so your prize is next oh. time we have a, a snow day, you're the one who has to call it, not Pat. Oh. Yeah! Perfect. He's sleeping in on that one. That's right. So, <laughs> perfect. So, um, so that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank John, Jackie, and Pat for kind of joining us. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed your time with us today. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, thank you. Enjoyed it. So it was a good time here. So uh, make sure to catch us next time as Michael and Steven Soakup will be joining in. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Daniel Podcast. If you have any comments or feedback, uh, let us know kind of what some of your thoughts were on some of those um, holiday discussions that we had. Um, kind of be interested to hear your thoughts there. So this has been Michael with... Jackie Goldberg. Pat Wallace. John Lawrence. And we'd like to thank you for listening to the Welcome to the Neighborhood Podcast, part of the Danville Podcast Network. Talk to you next time.